whoever said age is just a number clearly didn't turn 40 ever. <laughs> you know, the moment you turn 40, suddenly a switch goes off and you wonder what happened to the last 10, 12 years. Didn't they just zip by? Wasn't it just the other day that you were hanging around in a pub, having a beer with your friends and you were looking all happy, bubbly and chirpy, all excited to the corporate world and the career that lies in front of you and full of ideas, energy and enthusiasm. And lo and behold, zip in 10 years time, you are at age 40. Many of you will be in mid-management trying or pushing your way into upper management only to realize that some 35-year-old backed the job instead of you. And so you're wondering, hey, hold on, what did I do wrong? Didn't I not spend the last 10, 12, 14 years gathering, garnering experience to get that senior management job? But by the time I applied for it, there was someone 32, 33 years old who backed that vice president job. And you were like, wow, what else can I do? Join me in this fascinating discussion on Bus Talk today, where we talk about the impact of age in the careers of today. Hello and welcome to Bus Talk, a podcast about your work-life balance or the lack thereof, where we do simple talk in the world of complex commentary, the life around work and sundry. It's for those who need support in strife, stuck in the traffic of work life, hoping to find a method to the madness, joy in sadness, clarity in confusion and sanity in this commotion. Welcome to Bus Talk. Gen X largely grew up with the benchmarking of their previous generations or the boomer generations as their benchmark. And what was the common aspect there that you enter as an apprentice and retire as a general manager or a divisional head? You know, think of companies like Tata, Birla, Godrej, some of these classical Indian companies where the order of the day of stability was that you enter as a junior level, entry level position and then you exit as far as you can get. Now, Cut to Gen X, that kind of changed uh, while well, you spend about 10-12 years in one company and move on to some other company and then you climb the corporate ladder a little faster. Now, the next generation, say the millennial generation, clearly blew away all of this notion of stability and longevity and what have you. And so they are saying, well, wherever I get growth, wherever I get more money, I will, my loyalties lie there. There's nothing called longevity or loyalty because in a capitalistic world or economy, the company won't show me any loyalty. If they are, if they want to let me go, they will let me go. So then why should I reward them with my longevity and loyalty? And so what, what it stands today, as it stands today, you see job adverts like vice president sales or director business development or some of the senior level roles are often begged by folks who are in their early 30s to mid 30s. And so you are in a situation where you've crossed 40, perhaps 42 or 43, yet you are a senior manager or an area manager or whatever. And chances are that you could land up having a boss who's five to seven years younger than you are. It puts you in a very awkward situation at work. If you've stuck around for long in the same role without getting promoted or growth, people 
don't often look at it as honesty, loyalty, longevity, stability. They look at it as, wow, did you not get any other opportunity? Did you not have any other options to deal with? Someone once said, good players will always leave and fringe players will always stay back. Implying that if you are so good, you will move up the ladder really quickly. And if you are not so good, you will cling on to your role and stay put. And so the question here today that we're trying to address answer is, at what point do you balance stability, longevity with ambition, career, fast movements? Because the flip side of it is also true that economies of scale accrue to you the longer you spend time in a role. Take this example. Look at any of the tier one leaders across LinkedIn. 95 to 98% of them will have at least one block of 10 to 12 years in a single company, in a, perhaps in the same role, if you will. Just check, check it out. What it says is the longer you stay in one role, the economies of scale start to accrue to you by way of people knowing you, you knowing the process, you mastering the process, and then you becoming the subject matter expert, which forms the basis of leadership, that you are the best at what you do. And that's what makes you eligible amongst others. How many times have you seen a hop, skip and jump leader, which means they just got someone from outside who had done 10 job changes in 14 years and then becomes the CEO or director or vice president. I'm not saying there haven't been such instances, but such instances are few and far apart. Most likely you will find that by the time you get to the top rung of or the top echelons of leadership or management, you would at least need to spend 10 to 12 years in one role in one company. Doesn't mean you do the same thing, mind you. You keep on growing each year, learn new things, try different things, albeit remaining under the same same umbrella of the same department, if you will. And so it is incredibly difficult to balance this out. When do you know that you're stagnating versus you need to engineer a movement versus stay put, even if you're not very excited, but you're doing well? It's a very tricky thing. You get into the FOMO effect. You fear missing out. Oh my God, I've turned 38. I've not yet become a senior manager or, oh my God, I'm already 44. I'm not even a director. My peers have become senior directors or my junior is now at the same level that I am in. And these kind of questions creep into your mind and you start to think, well, I should have moved way earlier. And then some of you who did make that movement and did not yet reach the position that you ought to have reached by the time you hit 40, you often wonder, well, did you take the wrong decision? You could have stayed put and look at those guys who stayed put and you moved out and they progressed because of all the hard work that you did and left behind for someone else to reap the rewards. How painful that success is. I mean, I know people can be all saintly and say, let everyone grow and all, but heart of hearts, when you see that you plowed the field, but someone else reaped all the harvest, it pinches you big time, doesn't it? The first thing I'd like to ask all of you is, where is your career development plan? Have you written it down? Is it there on an Excel sheet? Have you made a PowerPoint presentation? Is there a Word doc where you've written something at least? Chances are the answer is no. Most people, almost 95 to 98%, and that's alarming amount of percentage of people who do not have a affirmative, definitive career 
plan. What do I mean by a career plan? The question, the fundamental question you need to ask yourself is, when you exit your career, assuming you work 30 years, that's a rough longevity guideline. You could work 25 or 35, but roughly take 30 years of your work career timeline. How would people know you as? What would people say when they meet you at the 30-year mark? How would they refer? How would they address you? At a very broad level, you have to spend time identifying that broad umbrella that you'd like to go ahead with. Do you want to be a marketer? Do you want to be a salesperson? Do you want to be a finance head? What is it? Because by age 28 or 29, you ought to figure out what you don't want to do. You may not know what you want to do, fair, but that voice should be very loud and clear that this is not what I want to do. Very rarely have I seen where people started off saying, no, 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 this is, I would never do this, land up being exceedingly successful in that over a period of time. Life always has exceptions and I've always maintained that. But again, by and large, you will find that what you don't like to do, it's unlikely that you will force your way into it and convert it and turn it around. It just costs too much of bandwidth and mind space and effort and time. Spend time in doing what you love doing is something that you've heard multiple times over and over again from multiple people while we are growing up that you can be whatever you want. Well, turns out you cannot be whatever that you want. Sit down at around the 28 or 30 year mark. Write down the stuff that you love doing and the stuff that you absolutely abhor, hate, sweat while doing. And see if you can minimize that and maximize the other. Maximize that part which you really enjoy doing because that is the age or the time when you've perhaps spent three or four years working, you've figured out what the corporate life looks like more or less. It's a good time to make that change then. Making a change at age 40 is not advisable. Though people have done that and in many cases they've been successful at it. But my suggestion would be the earlier you figure out what you really want to do, the more time you give yourself to be successful in that role. So sit down if you're at age 25, 27, ideally at age 28. Take a couple of days off, take a breather, sit down and figure out what are the two or three things you really love to do. And then plot a career. So think of a 30-year career. Ask this question, what would people know me as at the end of the 30th year? Say, hey, he's a great salesperson. Now, it could well happen that the sales career that you think that you can do at age 28 may not exist at age 38 and may be very different at age 48. For example, some of us who started our careers in 2000 were perhaps selling hardware we all know now it's all subscription economy. It's all SaaS-based. And so hardware is on the decline. But does it mean we deviated from sales? No, the Uber umbrella, the larger Uber goal of being a salesperson, a technology salesperson remains. Whether you sold hardware or whether you're selling subscription. And if you look fast forward to 2030, chances are 60% of the sales environment will be automated. So you are still working towards the larger goal of being a specialist salesperson or a business development person, but it could vary in the models or the modules that might come along. But it is very important that you figure out early in life how you want to exit your career. 
Now, for example, if you had a 30-year career, you wanted to be a CFO, a financial head of a company, for example. Just talk to some of those guys who are at the 30-year mark. Ask them, what are the challenges? What did you learn? What was the most difficult part in you reaching the topmost level of your, your career? How did you reach the zenith of success in your career? Can you give me three or four bullet points? It's an interesting conversation. And their path and their journey might not be yours, but it'll still give you some milestones, some frameworks for you to know that, well, these are the five or seven things that I need. For example, if you have to be the top business leader at a, the 30-year mark, for example, retire as a CEO, then a CEO requires 30 skill sets or divide that by two. That is when you come to the 15-year mark. If you needed 30 at the 30-year mark, you would need 15 such skill sets at the 15-year mark. Further divide that by two, come to the seven and a half-year mark. You'd at least need seven and a half skill sets or eight skill sets by the time you hit a seven-year work X mark. Now plot back to your career and see where you are as against that. That by the seventh-year mark, you should have been in a situation where at least you would have led a two-member team or a three-member team, ideally, if not more. You should have closed large, complex deals on your own and you should have managed a territory or whatever. If your current role is not offering such growth or prospects, then clearly this is not the career path or company or role that you need to push to. Alternatively, if you are on that right path or trajectory where you've already perhaps ex exceeded the expectation, right? You were thinking, oh, at seven-year mark, but at the five-year mark, I'm already leading a team of 20 people. Great. Then you are accelerating your career path. Then you should stay put in that role for a longer period of time. You know, people often make this mistake and think about what's the right time to make the career switch. My thing is your career switch depends on the career path, not the 10,000 rupees more here or the 20,000 rupees more there. What matters is, what is that career path that you're headed towards? And if this current role is giving you that, then whether the promotions are slower or the compensation is not all that great, that bucket of experiences keeps on being filled. And if the bucket at the seven-year mark gets filled, chances are you are on track to get it filled on the 15-year mark and therefore the 30-year mark. Remember, it's a 30-year career. Careers don't end at 10 years that you suddenly want to go all out like a rocket and like burn yourself out at the 12-year mark and say, wow, now what do I do? Once you suddenly look back and see you've done six job changes in 10 years and you're neither here nor there, the hiring manager is thinking, what are you? You've done this, you've done that. What is it that you really want? What are you really good at? On the flip side, if you have had longevity in one account and done well, people will read it as, well, he's a tough cookie. He's a tough nut to crack. The person has survived. Therefore, there is, there is an element of maturity. There is an element of experience. There is, an exper there is an element of perseverance. All of this is there. So unless you massively mess up at the interview, the jobs will come to you once people see maybe say one or two job changes in 10 years. Bear in mind, it's fair to say that some people will think that if you haven't moved quickly enough, it could be a sign of mediocrity that, oh, it's been 10 years and you've just made one job change. Is it because you did not get any job? 
Well, you have to have the data points to say how you've grown in each of these five years or three years or four-year blocks, saying that the first four years I did this, and the next four years I did this, and the subsequent four years, this is how I grew personally, professionally, and therefore I have done well despite being in the same job. So you have to articulate that. A great practice, and I guess many of you don't do it still, is to write down the good things that have happened to you during the course of the fiscal. Like if you have a fiscal from 1st January to 30th, of December and you sit for appraisals the next January, you often scratch your head and say, the memory just goes back to the immediate previous quarter. And you think, well, I did my numbers and it kind of runs out of steam. But if you had noted down all the good things that happened, you broke open a locked account for a long time, you cracked a relationship which was an irate customer or there's so many good things that you do. If you write it down chronologically that, you know, from in the quarter one January through March, here are the three great things that happened and so on and so forth. So it becomes a great journal of your career timeline, which you can reflect back and see how you've grown. And it gives you the vocabulary that if the journal is largely blank, you're not doing anything different, you're not growing, then chances are you should move out of the role and the company. But a word of caution there. It could well be that the company is just fine, but you are not doing anything well and you're not pushing the limits and expecting everything to be handed over to you in a platter. Then you can't blame the company for that or the division or the organization for that. Have you made enough efforts to go over and above the job description that you were handed that you signed up for? If the answer is no, then spend time the next year filling in those blanks where you take up an additional stretch project, where you take up more responsibility, where you take up a difficult patch, if you will, where you take off the load, where you do a load balancing exercise from your manager saying, hey, give me a couple of things that you're really worried about. Let me see if I can take a stab at it. These are the things which go over and above your immediate job descriptions, which help you grow. Yes, it's time consuming. Yes, it will not be a walk in the park, but it will add to the vocabulary of experience. So if you're doing that, chances are you've grown and that's how you can prove even at the 10-year mark that you've done fabulous work over the last 10 into 4, 40 quarters. The reverse of it is true, that if you've done nothing, if you, I mean, you've tried everything and nothing has happened, then you move out. So friends, career movements are basis a career development plan. First up, please make a career development plan. Be very granular, specific. Don't worry if it is wrong. Don't worry if it does not exist at the 30th year. But have one. It's better to have one rather than not have one. And because you do have a career development plan, then age won't be such a big factor. You will be progressing almost to the plan. There could always be some unforeseen situations which could delay or accelerate. But by and large, you would be on the right track. Like I've always maintained that if you exit your career with almost like a 90% success rate, you could leave 10% to bad debt. You know, that things didn't work out despite your best efforts and plans. That would still be an excellent career outcome that you exited with a 90% hit rate, which means nine on 10 things that you tried and attempted ended up in being a success. That's a good job done. But if you haven't done a career development plan, 
and you're not working towards a plan, then don't blame your fate, circumstances, situation or competition or any other thing for your career trajectory. And so you ask that if we have tried everything and I did whatever I could given the circumstances that I was in, yet I find myself at age 42 still not reached the upper echelons of management and doesn't seem like that I'm going to get there. I've perhaps missed the bus. What is it that I can do? First up, I ask you to do your financial planning. I mean, you don't start at age 40, you start at age 25, 28. But if you have not started at that age and you find yourself at age 40 without a financial plan, this is your stop press moment. Stop everything, drop everything, sit down and figure out your finances. What do I mean by that? Go talk to a financial advisor, preferably with someone who's not in your family, preferably someone who is, doesn't know you much. Why? Because if you talk to someone independent third party, chances are they're going to be neutral and objective about the reality. Bear in mind, these are tough conversations and you have to select a very competent financial authority because there are a lot of not so great financial advisors out there. So it's a tricky one, but it's wise for you to scout for the right person who understands your frequency, where you can Trust the person with your finances and financial situation who can then advise you of where you are and where you need to be and what are the two or three things that you need to do to get there. From this point onwards, everything and anything in your life, in your career has to revolve around sticking to a strict financial discipline, which if that means getting rid of your EMIs, getting rid of your credit card outstanding or any other debt, then that should be your priority. Being financially secure is priority number one. Why? Because if you are financially secure, the pressure on your monthly income from your salary goes down. So if you are spending in the vicinity of, say, 1 lakh rupees a month for your monthly existence, then out of the 1 lakh, 60,000 comes from the return of investments and say 40,000 you take away from your salary, then it's a good mix to be in. If your salary is say 80, 90,000, that means you only use up 40,000 and the balance 50,000 you can replow back into investments. So if you find yourself at age 40 with zero financial planning, please let all the possible alarm bells go off, sit down and plan your finances well. There is still time, lose no hope. There is still time because you will still work another 15, 18 years. Remember, it's a 30-year career. At 40, you will still work till age 58 or 60. And if need be, you can still stretch it to 65 if you're in IT or in similar fields. So make sure that you plan for these 15 years of income really well. Why? Because if you plan these 15 years well, chances are the remainder 30 years will get taken care of. So don't think that life will end at 60. You know, I see a lot of these conversations where people become very fatalistic and almost nostalgic and, you know, fatally romantic, if you will. They say, well, I've done my job. I tried my best. I'll, you know, go away at 60. Well, what if you don't? You can't start planning at 60, can you? You will live till 90. Yes, you heard that right. You will at least live till 90. The cost of medical expenses 
will be little more bearable as a lot of the medications become cheaper over time. The life expectancy goes up because of new technologies. You know, you'd want to die, but technology would keep you alive. That's the irony of it all. And so don't think that you will die really soon or really quickly. You plan for a 90-year existence. So if you work till 60, that means 30 years of inactivity where you have to financially secure yourself and not depend on your next generation, that of your child or your children or your other family members. You are to survive on your own. And if you are married or if you have a partner, then both of you need to survive for that year. So what you need to do is in these balanced 15 years, that is 40 to 55 or 40 to 58, you need to plan for 60 to 90 as well. And the best advice you can get is from a qualified chartered accountant. Please invest that money, whether it is 5,000, 10,000 rupees, whatever they, they charge, to give you a very strong financial advice on how to better manage your finances given the situation that you're in. A misnomer that a lot of people have is that once I earn enough, I will have enough disposable income only, then I will think about investment. No, even if you had 500 rupees worth money at your disposal, you invest that wisely. The strict financial discipline that will strip away all the other luxuries, if you may call them, that you might not be able to visit a pub, you might not go to a restaurant that often, you might not be able to buy your favorite iPhone or what have you. But if that secures your life for the foreseeable 30 and 15, 45 years, then I guess it's not much to ask. So friends, the gist of the story is get your financial stuff in order, even if you're at age 42. Now, for those who have had the fortune and privilege of managing the finances as early as 28, 30, you are at a situation where you, your return of investments have multiplied enough and you have sufficient balance in the kitty where you can explore something different. So this is the time where you can take a risk for a different charter, where the charter of the role is a little more aggressive, not the standard growth trajectory and pattern. So who knows, you might want to explore a situation where a startup has a very promising product or a service, you evaluate their financials and roadmap carefully, you evaluate their revenue model or the business problem it solves. And if you see great potential, take that plunge for a few years and see if you could catapult yourself wearing multiple hats in a startup, right? You won't be doing just the sales or just the business development. You will have to do hiring. You have to do coaching. You will do the training enablement. You will do a whole bunch of things. And that's the catalyst sometimes people require to reboot, rejig their careers when they are at the 40-hour mark and they're figuring out, well, what else can I do? Alternatively, there's nothing wrong if you want to steady and solidify and stabilize because, like I said, economies of scale would have accrued. You've already spent 7-10 years in this company, in this role. Yes, you might not have progressed as far as much as your immediate peer who must have already become a director by now and you're still a manager. Don't feel bad because... By the time you exit at the 30-year mark, the story could be totally different, right? It's like they say, morning never shows the day. How you begin is not necessary how you exit or how you end. So it's very important that you keep reinventing 
yourself every two, three years to figure out how you're progressing, how you're tweaking. You need not do a major shift if you think that you're doing reasonably well, because there's always this case of going from frying pan to fire. So if you think that you're doing reasonably well, but not at the same pace, keep trying different initiatives within the same role. Like I said, try a lateral activity, help another department, try some other initiative, see if you could have a mentor who could help you bypass a couple of years in some way or the other. Try a different department, albeit remaining in the same company. So these are the things that will keep you in the same organization. Therefore, the longevity increases, yet give you different experiences. And some of you who are working in large tier one organizations have the opportunity. Some of those who are not in large organizations, and this is the only role that is available to you, think hard if it makes sense to move out into another company of similar shape size or even a higher com- uh, bigger organization where you can explore this but just don't do it for the heck of doing it you know do it if it actively progresses that career development plan which i alluded earlier the trouble is people go very random you know let's try this let's try that and then suddenly you realize that it's not adding value to what you wanted to do because there was no damn plan so work to a plan There is no other way to progress unless you write it down specifically and granularly. So friends, if I were to sum this up for you, if you are in a situation where you need to plan the balance 20 years of your life, first up, plan your financials well. Rejig the whole expenditure, expense, and even the mindset. Not just for you, but your partner, your spouse, your family. Rejig the whole thing because this is the time. Don't lose this time. Because once you get past 45, 47, it's incredibly difficult to rejig again and then figure out, oh my God, I should have done this, I should have done that. So a strict financial discipline will perhaps be the right foot forward, followed by upskilling yourself, reskilling yourself, trying different things in different organizations or departments, depending on how you've planned your career. So try these things and see if you're in a better situation. I'd love to hear some of your feedback, some of your thoughts, questions, doubts, or comments. If you have any, leave me a note message on my social media handles, and I'd like to address them. I'm happy to address them in subsequent conversations. And that's about it for this episode of Bus Talk. I do hope you had a good time listening as much as I had sharing these thoughts with you. And if you did, just scroll below and find other episodes of Bus Talk. Share it with others who might appreciate similar content. Here's the good news though. If you had any specific questions or want me to cover a specific topic which matters to you, send me a note on my email gyanban at gmail.com which is g-y-a-n-b-a-n-n at gmail.com and I'll include them in the subsequent episodes. Or you could leave me a voice message using the link below. Reach me on my social media handles on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Hashtag G-Y-A-N-B-A-N. That's Kyanban. Or you could go on to podpage.com forward slash bustalk. That's B-A-S-T-L-K. So be sure to tune in next week. There's a fascinating episode coming right up. And till then, stay safe, stay well and bring your A-game to work. You are listening to Bus Talk and I'm your host, GB. Peace out.